Okay, it's my great pleasure to have in the studio with me Yasmina Brankovic. She is a divestment campaign activist. Thanks very much for being here, Yasmina. Thank you. So, Hester, Hester Divest, or Hester and Hester Divest. Um, Hester is an industry super fund for the health and community workers, and a very large one. And you've been involved in a campaign, Hester Divest. Talk to us about it. Well, um, I guess I've been a part of a group of people uh, who in WA have tried to galvanise members of the Hester Superfund as well as members of the relevant unions that sit on the board of Hester, such as the Australian Services Union in particular um, and others, there's about five of them, to convince the Superfund to divest its... uh, investments, basically members' money, in Transfield. Transfield is the biggest big corporation that runs the Manus Island and Nauru detention camps for asylum seekers. And today we've just heard Transfield's contract has been renewed for another five years to the tune of something like $2.7 billion. They've had a 15-month contract that has cost the Australian taxpayer $1.2 billion. So we're talking big money here. Hester's Superfund was one of the major shareholders in Transfield, but uh, on 23rd of August they announced they were actually withdrawing that investment. That would have been, I imagine, a a big win for, for obviously the activists who were involved in that campaign. Uh, a great message to Transfield, but I, I guess at its core, the members who of uh, of Hester, the super fund, this industry super fund, which is for health and community workers, these are people obviously that are working every day, helping people in various uh, you know walks of life as professionals. Yeah. What an absurdity that uh, their, their super money is going to uh, an organisation like this. Well, it's basically the members who've actually made this happen. Um, there is a group of people, uh, a kind of a central coordinating group of people whose job it is to put out information and to feed it to the members uh, things that are happening. Most people have had no idea up until very recently when the campaign started earlier this year that Hester had such a huge involvement and engagement with Transfield. And so what we've done is we put the information together. There was a dedicated website and very much a very stringent and very very persistent campaign where we've had more or less help from the unions. The ASU have been good, others maybe not as good as they should have been. But the members, it's really the rank and file members who've been totally galvanised. This is actually important for a lot of reasons. First of all, super is big money. So we are talking millions and millions of dollars invested into the detention uh, industrial complex. We're also talking about basically mobilising people who probably would not necessarily get involved so much uh, into any organised movement. But when people have something so directly at stake as their money, their livelihood, they will actually do something about it. And this is what we've seen happen. What you're getting at there is this is as a as a strategy for refugee activists, uh, you know, obviously trying to bring about change uh, in government policy, that this as a strategy is uh, is a good one and obviously a successful one. 
Well, I think <laughs> I think that we have to uh, reflect a bit and see what has been achieved um, since perhaps 2001 when the policy uh, started to shift downward in a very definite way. And what the HESTA divestment has established is, is a new precedent for using um, social governance factors as a means to screen out detention contractors and thereby actually cause a disruption in the capital uh, chain of supply in the detention industry. So when that happens... And mind you, we are only just beginning. When that happens in a sustained way and when we move on to the next target, which is going to be Unisuper, a super fund for employees at in Australian tertiary education system. When that happens in a sustained way, we think that what people will start to realise is that investment in detention industry is a disincentive to get involved. Um, where if this happens, and I hope it does, on a scale large enough that it actually completely disrupts the system, then you will have the government basically being left with very few options about how they can basically subcontract the moral hazard of running detention camps. So we have uh, in other, I guess, areas... Uh, the divestment campaign from uh, 350, or 350 has been particularly uh, behind. Uh, we have also the, uh, I guess worth mentioning here is the the Biennale boycott of. Uh, uh, the, the trans, against Transfield. That's right. It was actually organised by the same group of people yeah. who are running this divestment campaign. Yeah. They went to the artists who were involved in, invited to um, present at the Biennale and convinced a substantial number of them to actually be prepared to boycott the event should Transfield not be a part of it. Yeah. Also, we have the the boycott divestment campaign against uh, Israel, obviously. That's right. Um, yeah. These are all really good, good, yeah. good cases. I think one of the difficulties with this, one of the differences, I guess, with this campaign is that we are dealing with um, a very discreet um, issue of asylum seekers, you know, people who are attempt to arrive by boat, specifically who are detained in offshore and onshore detention camps. Yes. So you mentioned that the obviously uh, Hester is target number one. I, I think you mentioned Unisuper, didn't you? So there's what's coming next for the for the campaign. But I understand also that the Fremantle Dockers are, are in the firing line. That's right. That. That's going to be a very much a Perth-centred campaign. The reason the Fremantle Dockers are in the firing line, that's going to be quite a different slant and the whole kind of boycott, divestment and sanction movement is because Deckmill, one of the biggest contractors to the tune of $420 million, is one of its key sponsors. Uh, you can see Decknell signage anywhere, everywhere at yeah. Dockers game. The uni super. I'd like to talk a bit about that because that's up and coming. Now, what we actually want people to remember is this is not about individual divestment. It's not about an individual taking their super somewhere else. This is about an institutional divestment because that's what's going to have an effect on the share price. That's what's going to have a major effect, major financial turbulence in that particular market. We don't want people to necessarily divest their super. We actually want them to remain with Unisuper. I'm a member of the Unisuper and I want to be able to say to Unisuper, look, as your member, I am going to really be very persistent about where what, what, what you should be doing with your investment with Transfield. Nominally, Unisuper has divested from Transfield already, but what we want them to do is to 
basically make a very clear announcement that divestment is permanent. And we want Unisuper to divest from Circoi, which is a company that runs all onshore centres and Christmas Island, and Deckmill. So it's it's a very tangled web yep. of investment decisions that companies make. So this is, uh, if I understand correctly, and uh, if you can correct me here, uh, let me know if I'm wrong, but 350 seems there seem to be suggesting people to move to a, a different super company, whereas what you're saying here is, you know, encouraging people, individual members within their super, put pressure. So putting that onus and empowering the, the, the members to to make changes mm. at the institutional level. And look, I am, what I am saying is that 350 has, has had successes with uh, asking people to withdraw their connections to certain banks and the banks have responded to that. I don't know whether that will work in this particular space, mm. in the refugee movement space, and I don't know whether that will work with super funds. I know that 350 are embarking. I was uh, in touch with some activists in Canberra. They're embarking on the Hester divestment and they want to talk to us a bit more about that. But I do think that our strategy is very much to have people stay and to have people get really involved in a very systematic and organised manner in persuading the super funds um, and in persuading the unions who yep. sit on these super funds. So at the moment sure. we, are, we are talking and negotiating with the National Tertiary Education Union on that. Yep. So I guess the question is how might our listeners get involved in this campaign? Well, you can con- you can go to the hestadivest.org.au website. Sorry, hestadivest.net. Ah, just off the top of my head. Uh, you can stay tuned. We have huge presence on Facebook. There is a Hestadivest Facebook page. Have a look what's been done. We will be creating a new Unisuper uh, Divest website. But most importantly, if you are a member of a relevant union, if you are a member of the National Tertiary Education Union, get involved with your branch. Uh, Some branches have actually passed very interesting resolutions calling on the national executive of the NTU who have representation on the Unisuper board to campaign for divestment. Or if you're a member of the Unisuper, let them know that you're not really happy about your money being trampled on in what is really pretty much a misery industry.